Welcome to Advanced Material Solutions, the podcast for material engineers and designers. I'm your host, Michael Krik. Today, Adnan Hazanovic is joining us to discuss the topic of material selection for gear applications. Hello, Adnan. How are you? Hello, Michael. Uh, thanks for having me here today. I'm doing fine. How are you? Great. Thanks. Maybe before we start, could you just tell us something about your professional career and at how you became a gears expert? I'm a mechanical engineer by education, so I've been working for DSM for about 10 years now. I started at the CAE department, uh, DSM, so been very busy with uh, questions related to the design of plastic components. And after five years, I moved uh, into an application development role where I had focus on uh, application areas uh, related to uh, metal replacement. So basically structural components made from injection moldable plastics. Then after three years, I moved into a technical lead role for uh, one of the uh, DSM engineering materials uh, segments, which is uh, related to gear actuators. Maybe an obvious uh, first question, but uh, when, in what case, would you be needing a gear in, in, in your design? So when you look at uh, gears as components, uh, they are used in a variety of devices. We typically call actuators or more accurately gear actuators. Typically, the actuators uh, are used to operate some type of uh, a function in an electrical manner. So uh, that means essentially uh, there is an electric motor in most of the cases uh, connected to a set of gears and that those gears are connected to some kind of output. For example, it could be a valve of a component or of a system, or it could be also the uh, seat of a vehicle, for example. So when you look at seats, the ones that are operated electrically via a button, they typically come with an actuator with a small electric motor connected to a set of gears. And one of those gears, or actually the output gear connected to the seat itself, operating the steep seat, moving it either horizontally forward and backwards or moving the angle of the seat or the lumbar, as it's called, or the height position. Typically, these small electric motors uh, are relatively low torque machines, although relatively high speed. And due to the low torque, often they will not be able to operate a seat with a person sitting on it simply because the seat is uh, too heavy. So you will have there a set of gears making sure that the torque is increased and at the same time, uh, the same set of gears will be making sure that their output speed, of basically the speed at which the seat is operated, is reduced to a level which is comfortable for the passenger, for the person sitting on the seat. Because if you would do this directly from the motor, that would give very high uh, operation speeds. So basically, the gears have multiple functions generally. They increase torque, they reduce speed. In some applications, they also reverse direction and so on. Now, are we only talking automotive here or are there a lot of other areas? So in this particular example, gear actuators, as I just uh, mentioned, this would apply roughly to all applications, uh, also different uh, industries. Uh, indeed, automotive is one of the important industries for us. But this also seen, for example, in uh, devices like household appliances or kitchen appliances. For example, a kitchen blender, which is operated by a small motor, it will have sometimes a set of gears there where the gears have a similar function, often increasing the torque which the mixer needs to operate something either 
crush the ice if it's intended for that, or it will uh, be used to uh, reduce the speed. Typically, in this type of devices, the appliances, typically one is looking to increase the output torque. So for that, this will be often a set of gears. Yeah. And if you're talking about materials, are most gears made out of a type of plastic or is it mainly metal that gears are made of? Both are very common. Gears as such are historically uh, components made from metal. Uh, if you look at the plastics uh, for the last maybe 30, 40 years at the advent of engineering plastics, gears have come to be uh, made more often from plastic materials. So you, it's, it's common to have both. It depends basically uh, to a large extent on what is the torque or the load that the gears need to transmit or what is the power of the device that needs to be transmitted. Basically, the loads or the transmitted power governs to a large extent what is the eventual material used in gears. And within the plastic gear space, what type of plastics are we talking about here? So when you focus on plastics only, there will be different uh, materials in there. If we look at the engineering plastics used in gears, often uh, there will be, I think, two main families in there. In addition to polymides, will be the materials acetal, uh, so the, the POM, uh, which is a very much used material in gears. And within the polymide family, there will be different materials uh, that can be found in there. So ranging from uh, materials like polymide 6, polymide 66, polymide 46, uh, there will be also semi-aromatic polymides, uh, PPAs. So it is uh, uh, an area where uh, a multitude of plastic materials is uh, common. I guess it's it's quite difficult then to select the right material for your gear application. So how do you support customers who have that same question? Yes, that's true. So the fact that there is a multitude of materials available, that sometimes can give rise to confusion as to which one of the materials is the most uh, suitable for a given applications. So I think one of the key parameters that determines the use of the material in the end is the uh, application uh, requirements, often in terms of the torque that needs to be transmitted or the loads. With gears, in addition to the loads, there is also one other important requirement, which is basically the durability of the gears. So these gears operate either in a continuous fashion or in an intermittent fashion, but they can do this or the lifetime of the application. And in automotive, this will be something in the order of 10 years, maybe 12 years, depending on the application, depending on the vehicle. So apart from these two important parameters, the loads and the durability or the lifetime of the application, uh, temperature is also one of the important parameters, especially for plastics, because uh, most of the plastics, they show certain dependency uh, on the temperature in terms of uh, behavior. So the material behavior of uh, most plastic materials depends on the temperature. And depending on the temperature of the application at which the application operates, also there it's, it's known that certain materials will operate uh, in a given way or in a better way than the other when it's about the load and the lifetime. So temperature is one of the key parameters in there as well. Together with these three parameters, one can reduce the number of materials found in the market uh, to a number which is much easier to work with. And in general, could you say plastic gears have certain advantages over metal gears? Also looking at price, for example? Yes, uh, comparing plastics, uh, 
to metal gears, as we discussed earlier already, so the loads will be one of the parameters, but the other parameters would also be, for example, the generation of noise. Typically, plastics are known to uh, show better behavior when it comes to the NVH or noise generated from the gears that are in contact with each other. Uh, so that is one of the benefits of the plastics compared to metal. Another benefit is the weight. So the weight, obviously, plastics are about four, five or six times less heavy than uh, metals. And the weight is typically a big benefit. Costs as a third one is also, in most cases, one of the benefits of plastic gears compared to metal gears. Looking at the plastics and the amount of available plastic materials containing also a variety of additives, there is obviously also a significant price difference between all plastic materials uh, available. So some of them are more expensive than the others. But I think we can say that for the majority of plastic materials available, they will be typically giving a cost-benefit compared to metal gears. And one of the reasons for that is the production process, the basically the injection molding process, which is used for production of plastic gears. So it's mass production without any additional secondary operation on the gear components, on the gear teeth, which is typically, or at least often, required for metal gears and adding significant amount of cost. So you were saying DSM has quite a lot of experience in also the design process of gears. I heard you have a, a test center, which do a lot of gear-related testing. Could you share a little bit of what type of tests you run? Yes, we are using gear test devices for evaluating different plastic materials on gear performance. And when you talk about gear performance, uh, then it can be that the loads and the lifetime as key performance indicators. It could ever be also noise. Uh, it could maybe also be something different, which can also be important for gears. But given that from plastics point of view, torque and lifetime, is important, especially in relation to metal replacement, where the plastics are typically materials of lower strength. Uh, we are using these uh, application tests to better understand the durability performance, and the load performance of different plastic materials. So uh, this device is used uh, also in order to be able to connect the basic material properties of plastic materials to the uh, application performance, so basically to the material performance within the gear component. There is, when you look at the gear components and the potential failure modes that one can see with plastics, so this device is very convenient, very much helpful uh, in uh, building understanding as to how do different basic material properties of the plastic determine the performance of a gear, of the same material within a gear. So this is where we are using also a lot of this device for a better understanding of better link between the basic material properties of plastic materials and gear performance uh, or the performance actually on the gear or a more application level. When you talk to your customers, what is the most asked question or maybe misunderstanding they have about plastic gears? So one of the key questions uh, that one can see with plastic gears is... Uh, for example, in relation to metal replacement, because there is uh, also a lot of metal replacement going on also in gears. And the typical uh, question or concern that one can have is coming from metal gears to plastic gears is whether the performance of the plastic gears will be sufficient. 
So as mentioned earlier, things like uh, the torque capability or the load capability or the durability, will that be sufficient with plastic materials, especially at elevated temperatures? So that is one of the topics that is uh, often discussed, which materials are basically good candidates for a given application. In addition to that, one of the topics that is often uh, also on the agenda and very relevant from a design point of view is the availability of material data for uh, gears design. So with plastic materials, given the fact that plastics are a relatively new area for gears compared to metals, where the metals already exist for more than 100 years, the amount of uh, material data or data which is required for design of plastic gears is limited compared to metals. And this is often a requirement for proper gear design. So we see this also very often with our customers. And here we are also very much trying to deliver basically, or to make available the material data necessary for gears design. And the gear tester that we talked about uh, earlier is one of the uh, key assets we have for this. So that means we are using that device for generating material data as well as building further understanding as to how do certain materials or different materials perform in gears. So maybe looking a little bit into the future, what area do you believe will be uh, booming when it comes to plastic gears? When one looks at plastics for gear components and gear actuators, uh, one thing I think is uh, already clear. Due to the uh, increasing electrification in the automotive, uh, we can see clear developments uh, in, uh, for example, electrical systems replacing, for example, uh, pneumatic systems or hydraulic systems. So one of the applications related to hydraulics is steering in automotive. So in the past, steering has been operated by hydraulics. And for the last few years, it has been done on a large scale electrically. So electrically means there is an electric motor and a set of gears connected to the steering function of the vehicle. So there is gears basically used for steering. Similar in the braking applications, uh, where braking in the past has been operated mostly by uh, vacuum. So pneumatically, also there we see clear developments where the electrification is very clearly uh, ongoing. So that means these vacuum-based systems will be replaced more and more in the future with electrical systems. And these electrical systems are again powered by uh, electric motors, and there can also be gears involved in there. So apart from uh, automotive, I think uh, interesting areas, although in the very early stages at the moment, could be the automation, so uh, different applications within the automation industry. For example, robotic systems which are used in uh, warehouses to move pallets around or uh, similar. So I would say the electrification in the automotive and the uh, automation in the general industries will be uh, areas where gears and also plastic gears will find uh, further use. Well, thank you, Adnan, for sharing your insights. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. I'd like to thank you all for listening. For more information about DSM's products, please visit dsm.com slash engineering materials. Mm-hmm.